Welcome to As the Story Grows, I'm Brian Patton. Today you get two for the price of one with 22 and Doll Riot. First up, we welcome Tony Connors, frontman for Pennsylvania pop punk band 22. 22 just dropped their new single, The Sound, and have an EP on the way later this year. Tony talks about getting into punk later in life, why punk still resonates, and a love for comic books. It was great getting to meet Tony, and I'm stoked for what 22 has on the horizon. So enjoy this chat with Tony, and stay tuned for Doll Riot. So yeah. I listened to the episode with uh, the guy from Cross Keys. Yeah. Just to uh, just to kind of get like a groundwork for uh, for what the show is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you said you're out of D.C. D.C. is always a place I wanted to go to. It's awesome. Like, yeah. In terms of food specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good food joint. It's a good food joint. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you guys were playing a bunch of shows or have played a bunch of shows with Cross Keys. And I'm like, all right. And that's. That's yeah. Where, yeah. Where are you in PA? So a lot of us, well, not a lot of us, me and the drummer, Justin, we are in Lansdale. Okay. Um, so we're all about 45 minutes or so from the city. Um, and yeah, me and Justin live in Lansdale. Jason is out in like Perky Omenville. Like we're, we're kind of all over the place at that all point. Right. Well, we're all we're all within like a good thirty minutes of each other, you know. So nice, nice. practice yeah. and shows isn't too bad for that. Nice, nice. Yeah, you listen to that pod. You know, I spent six years in Philly. Yeah, it was great. I love it up there. I didn't I didn't think I would, but you know, it was great. I think Philly sports fans get a bad rap because I I went to baseball games all the time and nobody gave me shit ever. I mean, they would, but in a lighthearted nature, so not oh, like yeah. nobody threatened my life. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you know, we're just trying to have a good time, you know. Yeah. We can be pretty passionate, you know, go birds. So <laughs> <laughs> I rooted for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I you know. I had that going yeah. for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're whatever whatever team they're facing, they're always gonna be an underdog team. So yeah. like you can never lose with like rooting for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome, man. Did you grow up in uh, that area? I did. Um, so not necessarily in Lansdale. I, okay. I was born in, uh, born in Philadelphia, born and raised. Well, um, <laughs> no, I was born in Philly. We, uh, me and my parents moved to Bucks County, um, in, uh, 90. And then I lived there for most of my life. <clears throat> um, once, uh, me and my wife got married, we, we moved here to Lansdale. It's, it's always a place that I wanted to go to, uh, in yeah. terms of living. I was, kind of adopted by their music scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like, you know, it always held a special place for me. So I, I didn't really want to be anywhere else. And, you know, so here we are. What, what about their music scene adopted you? So with lands, um, with Lansdale, the, the best part about it was that everybody was so welcoming, not even just like with who you were, which was, you know, the, the big, you know, that's probably one of the first things, 
you want to be accepted, but with what you listened to, what band you wanted to start, you know, there was always somebody in that scene who's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's try it. And, you know, even though I was, I wasn't able to take a lot of the opportunities like that, the fact that they knew they're like, yeah, well, let's just try it. You know, that wasn't something that I was ever getting from the music scene. I was, that I was involved with before. Um, which, you know, the kind of coincided a lot with, with Lansdale as well. Um, but it was just, it just felt so open. I felt accepted. You know, it was, it was good to feel welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about music. What got you into music? Um, so for, ironically for the band that I'm in, um, mm-hmm. you know, punk rock, uh, sometimes pop punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm like one of the last people to like listen to that kind of music on my own. <laughs> okay. Um, I grew up, uh, my father raised me right in terms of music, uh, Black Sabbath, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and um, there was a radio station here, Y100. Right. And it was essentially like the alternative and grunge station. And like, that was my life uh, musically for that. And then when I started getting a little bit older, uh, I'm a millennial. So turn of the century, a lot of new metal was getting popular like you know, corn limp biscuit and all that stuff so yeah <laughs> you know, my preteens were were a lot of that and you know middle school and high school I, you know, napster was around so i was able to find like new bands and you know better bands and i started getting into um my one my one buddy gave me he gave me uh satisfaction is death of desire by hatebreed hell yeah and opposite of december by poison the well and i never looked back so <laughs> I really, I felt pretty hard, you know, in love with, um, you know, with that iteration of hardcore for mm-hmm. a very long time up until, I don't know, now I'm old. So I don't really listen to music as probably much as I should, um, <laughs> but you know, I, yeah, I, I was very, very into a lot of the hardcore and, um, you know, a lot of the emotional hardcore and hardcore punk, um, Probably, if I were to give you like my top five in in high school, mm-hmm. I, I would probably say Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, Boy Sets Fire, Great Pen, um, Most Precious Blood, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to leave it there. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. Evergreen Terrace. Oh, Evergreen man. Terrace is one of my all time favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know that's only four, but forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, pick up an instrument? I did. So I started playing bass when I was 14. Um, I got lessons for it for about a year. I did okay. Um, I had a guitar. I could, I, 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 my guitar ability, (laughs) like, hasn't really progressed in like 20 years. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, and this is no discredit to anybody who writes it, but like I could write a passable hardcore song, no. you know? <laughs> and I and by well, by saying that I mean like I don't know, early two thousands, maybe late nineties, like you know, nothing nothing crazy, nothing riffy, mm-hmm. but but other than that, no, I've I've <laughs> I always wanted to be a vocalist, yeah, uh, but yeah, that was always where I wanted to be. I wanted to you know, I, for, for, I don't like a lot of attention. 
<laughs> but for whatever reason, this is the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be front and center, you know. <laughs> uh were were you starting bands in high school and yeah. yeah. Uh so I played my first show in nineteen ninety eight. No uh two thousand. It was uh, around two thousand, and it was at the local skating rink, which has since turned into a backyard supply store and now it's vacant again. So it just goes to show you uh, how long that's been, but we played four songs and they were all covers. Uh, we played what's my age again. We played hitching a ride. We played mud shovel by stained. And then we played last resort. by Papa Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's so uh, like, like real bands, 10th, 11th grade. Yeah, really to get into it. Yeah, nice, nice. All like hardcore, or were you just bouncing around like wherever you could play? It, I, I was trying to start a hardcore band, and I, I had a band, and then I would have called it a hardcore band. I don't know what the hell you'd call it now, but sure, um, not great. But since then, you know, then I then I kind of just I don't know if discovered is the right word, but I you know. I found my niche with like the pop punk style and, you know, luckily I was, I was around the right people at the right time and it really just, it worked out from there. And that was from like Oh five and on. Nice. Nice. How did uh 22 get started? So 22 got started, um, in September, October of 2019, I believe. Great time to start a band. Um, Oh yeah, I know. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was the year. It was the year before because we had okay. writing everything. Um, yeah. So, well, that's that's part of the story. Uh, uh, Justin, our drummer, him and our guitarist Jason, we had all played in a band called Run for It, um, right. and we all got along musically. We were still looking to kind of start something. I was involved with something different. I was actually, I was actually fronting a new metal band, which was a, a weird change of pace for me. It's a lot of fun, but it was very weird. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but then Justin the whole time is like, so I'm hanging out with Jason again. And like, he's got two of his old buddies who, you know, they're looking to play and, you know, we're just kind of writing whatever and you want to come by and see what it's like. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, with this other band I'm doing, I'll, I'll see what kind of time I have. And uh, eventually I'm like, who am I kidding? Of course, this is something I want to be involved in. <laughs> so I, I went and they played me the first song. I'm like, oh, all right. So I got something for it. I, I had I had lyrics ready to go. Um, and they're like, well, uh, can we can we keep doing this? I'm like, all right, yeah, great. Why not? Yeah. Um, so a month or two later, I quit the other band um, and did 22 as the, you know, the only band that I'm in. Nice, nice. You, I mean, you, if you kept the new metal thing, there's like a new metal revival happening right now. You would have been right in the myth, midst of it, man. <laughs> You're right, and it's funny you say that because I, I work at a fabrication shop, and I'm <laughs> trying to get the guys to make me a sweet mic stand. Because <laughs> like the type of music we play, it's it's not new metal, but yeah. like <laughs> I, I don't see any pop punk singers with like a mic stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotta bring it back. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, where'd the uh, name come from? That's a great question. Um, I was texted. Oh, by the way, we're naming the band 22. So that's like where I stood with it. Okay. Um, I wasn't a part of that, but I've heard a few different 
uh, stories. One of them uh, is it's just a, it's a song title, I think. Uh, Taylor Swift. No, <laughs> I don't know. I, probably not. Um, I know a few people who would want me to say yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a. I don't remember the band. Pulley, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was a song title, and and nobody said no, and you know they sent it to me. I'm like oh, that's fine. I, I, <laughs> it yeah. didn't really nothing. Um, nothing offended me by it, you know. But it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Never had a band with a number in it, so yeah, and it used to be a number. Yeah, yeah, that was all the rage there for for a while, right? Like pop it punk really bands was. and and numbers and names. That and like unreasonably long song titles. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or band names. Yeah, yeah. You guys put out an EP March uh, twenty twenty, which is a great time to release music. Talk uh, about COVID lockdowns. <laughs> I know. So we were, it's, it's hilarious. We were recording that, um, with, um, uh, with Pete, the, uh, the guitar player for the bouncing souls, uh, at his place in, in Jersey. And like that place was just unreal. That was just in terms of like history, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, it, you, you, it almost felt like you were walking into a museum that like was, I, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was really, it was a really cool experience. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and we're like all pumped up at you, like, oh, it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And the lockdown happened. We're like, son of a bitch. So <laughs> we still released it, you know, and yeah. we're like, I don't know, whatever. Let's just get it out there. You know, we we played a show that December prior. That was our first and only show at that point. Oh, man. Um, and I didn't know that that was going to be like the last show that like most of us would play in a matter yeah. of a year and a half to two years. Yeah. Something cases so um we were just kind of like all right well what are we doing so we took a break for a little bit not in terms of like we weren't a band anymore but like mm-hmm. we felt that circumstances didn't allow us to be a band anymore yeah so we you know we took our time with it we got back together to practice occasionally you know maybe once every couple weeks as long as everybody was feeling okay and, you know, all that fun shit. So, um, then once things started getting a little bit more normal, you know, we were, we were more week to week and, and then we really just, we just got to writing, you know, we, we looked at our experience, um, with Pete and we're like, you know, we're, we're really happy with these songs. Two of them, unfortunately, we, we don't play anymore. Um, mm-hmm. we've since gotten a, a different guitar player. Um, our, our friend Macal and the, the other two songs, one of them was just straight up way too much. Um, Shredding. I guess part of the, the old regime, if you want to call okay. it. Okay. Um, and the other one for whatever reason, it just wasn't hitting us right the way we were hearing it after it was recorded for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we just started writing, you know, we just kept going and going and going and going. And, and at this point, you know, we're, we still have those four songs up when we play the, you know, we play the first two yeah. and we probably have, we have upwards of, you know, a little, a little over a full length's worth of, of material and songs. So we're pumped, you know, we're, we're, we're ready to get everything out there. And, um, you know, like we just finished up, um, we just finished up another set and we're going to release the first one, um, in June on a June 9th, that'll be out on Spotify. Uh, okay. 
and not just Spotify. That's just the only one that's coming to my mind. It's going to, I have to confirm, but it, it's going to be on, I think it's going to be Apple music and all that fun stuff. So nice. yeah. 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 Single coming out called the sound. I've got to hear it. It's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. Um, you got the whole EP. What were like lyrical themes you tapped into when writing this uh, set of songs or the CP? So I first have a hard time writing about myself. Okay. So for the sound, it's funny for the sound, big fee. I, I really, all of them, you know, it, it yeah. was, it was this whole EP EP's worth of songs. Um, it was a little bit of a challenge because I, I don't really, I don't like to write about myself. I always try to write from uh, a separate perspective. Yeah. Um, the sound I think was the easiest to write lyrically because it's where we all were mentally at that point. Uh, the big message in that, that song, at least for me is, you know, we're, we remember what we had as a scene mm -hmm. and it's not a, Oh my God, don't let it die. It's where do we go from here? What can we do now? Yeah. You know, whether that's okay, let's, let's start another band. Let's do it that way. Or maybe one of us can put on shows or whatever, yes. you know, keep it going. That's, that's pretty much my, my big thing for, for this song. This day. Yeah. Yeah. Over the past few years, like when I've talked to different like pop punk acts, like there always seems to be a constant theme lyrically of like nostalgia and the way things were like, growing up and getting old and like there's something about that music that like just drives you in that direction right absolutely and not only that it's it's i think it comes with our generation yeah um, for you know most of us being millennials a lot being the later end of uh gen x and yeah. you know a little bit of you know gen z uh a lot of us the 90s were kind of all we had and like the turn of the century and i'm I, I don't mean it like it's all we had. No, like ever since then, it's been one like seemingly cataclysmic crisis after another. Yeah. So we're like, oh, come on, just just give me the nineties back one more time, you know. And so that's already in our minds, you know. It's it's yeah. it's, it's part of the mindset, you know. We 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 like things that were, mm -hmm. but you know that's part of growing up. You know, you got to remember yeah. what you had, but. Again, yeah. Where, where can you go? Where can you go forward? You can't. You can't always be looking back. Yeah, yeah. And we're all just skateboarding, and then nine eleven happened, and it's <laughs> all been downhill since there. <laughs> what do, What do you think it is about like pop punk? Because this is like, as as far as like any no genre dies, but like mm -hmm. pop punk continues to thrive, and there are always new bands like picking up the style and carrying the torch. What do you think it is about pop punk or punk in general that just like continues to carry forward? Because there's always going to be someone who's pissed off about something and feels the need to let anybody know. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's, and that's whether you want to call that a, a punk mentality or just, I don't even know, but that's, I think that's the thing. That's a big part of it. There's always going to be something that there's always going to be something to bitch about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it's, and like, I mean, let's, let's be real. That spans genres. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the buddies I work with, his, his name's Don Perrant. He's helped us out a lot. He's a great guy. Um, he's very heavily involved in what continues to be, as, as you put it, a thriving glam and hair metal scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he, still thriving, still great, going. You know, like, that was his shit. And, like, 
he's heavily involved in it, and it's still like it's thriving. You know, yeah. so like, and the same is same is for pop punk and punk rock. You know, it's mm-hmm. things unless someone's going to go out of their way to snuff something out. No, a genre's not going to die. You yeah. know, I'd like you know certain genres to die, but they won't. You know, and <laughs> I have to accept that, and that's yeah. my cross to bear. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch gears here. Let's talk about comic books because you have an amazing collection and assortment behind you. What got you into comics? Um, All all mine are over here on the shelf. Oh, all right. You a Marvel guy or you a DC guy? I was a hardcore DC guy. And then like when COVID hit, I was like, well, I've never read Marvel. So let me get like MU and just like took it all in. So I read a lot of both. But yeah, I was like hardcore DC up until 2020. That is really funny. For me, it is it's almost the exact opposite in terms oh, yeah. of in terms of the franchises themselves. So oh. I grew up uh you know, nostalgia in the 90s, X-Men, yeah. Spider-Man, Batman, uh, um, the animated series. Animated. Yeah. Right. Um I was all big into that. So I loved, loved all that stuff. And then as I got older, I never got into collecting comics or really reading comics. But I was always aware of the mythologies, the lore, you know, the canon, all that stuff. I always, I was always kept abreast of that stuff. And I, once the the MCU started, I'm like, oh, let's do it. Let's get it. You know, this is is where it's at. So once all that started, I, I, um, I started thinking about it a little bit more. And um, I then I used to be heavily against DC because anybody who would talk about it, they're always a Marvel fan. They're like, God, oh, they're continuity shit and you know, nothing makes sense and blah, blah, blah. And all the reboots and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Batman's the only one you, you can bring over. And like, I actually have a whole like fan theory of how to bring Batman into the MCU or at least the Marvel universe. Okay. <laughs> or for a different day. Um, yeah. But then I, somebody told me, about the flashpoint story. Oh, that's so good. And there was one moment in that description that this person gave me that it, it changed my changed my mind on it forever. And it was when I found out that uh, in Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne survived mm-hmm. and Bruce was shot. I'm like, well, that already is nuts. Let's what else? Oh, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. All right, cool. He's vengeful and he kills. That's awesome. I could totally see Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing that. Um, mm-hmm. And what really capped it was Martha is the Joker. That blew my mind. And for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, well, that kind of changes things. And then I found out about what Jeff Johns was doing with like Doomsday Clock oh. and DC Rebirth and everything. And I'm like, well, I love the Watchmen. 
So I got the, uh, uh, I forget where I have it. Oh, it's here. Before Watchmen, because mm -hmm. I'd never read Watchmen, but I loved the movie. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I got Flashpoint, the, uh, the big box set, wherever it is, it's down here. <laughs> and it's, it's, my, it's my library. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. I love it. And um, about, uh, you know, all the, the DC Rebirth stuff, it, it really just kind of opened my eyes to it. And then I started collecting, like, just the, the trades and the omnibuses mm -hmm. and stuff like that because I'm, I'm a completist. If I want to know a story, I want to know the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of grew and I'm like, Oh, well I'll just get this one and, and this one. And then I got crisis on infinite earth and then I got infinite crisis and then I got final crisis. And I just kept going yeah. and here we are. So I'm not done by any yeah. means. I still easily have another probably 200 books. Nice. Nice. Kids. So I, at one point worked for an audiobook company and we at one point had a contract with DC comics and I did sound design on an oh audiobook God. version of Crisis on Infinite Earths, doing all the sound effects and scoring on this bad boy. It's How like many of those hours long. Uh, well, that's the only one I have. That's my copy. I don't even know if you can get it anymore. But that company, after I left, they eventually did Civil War. Um, and if they've done stuff with Marvel, wow. uh, we, we, yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's the little bit of like comic book I ever got to work on. And it's like, it's super fucking cool. That is like, awesome. And that's the story to, to do it with or to start with, you know? I just hope that people like it. You know, we spent a lot of uh, a lot of heart and soul in, into these songs. You know, we were very proud of it, and mm -hmm. you know, to be able to work with these people, it, it's a it's a great opportunity to, to still be doing this uh, yeah. to begin with. But with the people I'm doing it with, it, it makes it that much better. So yeah. you know, I'm a happy guy. I'm excited. It's it's going to become yeah. it, it, it's it's going to become uh, a real good time especially for, like I said, for the beginning of the summer. So I hope yeah. people come out. hope people like it. Um, yeah. yeah. June 9th, the sound comes out. Yeah. Are you just happy to be like in a band and be able to put music out or, or are you ever just like frustrated with like everything is so fucking hard. It's like the albums on Spotify with a million other albums that came out today that somebody's going to spend 10 seconds on and be like, oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you just like, like I, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the band, but like that stuff doesn't really phase me too much. You know, I, okay. I, I learned from a very, not learned, but I accepted or decided that like, I, I know that I'm not going to like get huge. And if right. you know, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in this to get huge, you know, I'm in this yeah. to, uh, you know, I'm in this to, to like, I'm in this for the experience, man. You know, I want to play awesome shows with, with my friends. Yeah. You know, and, and be able to to meet and play with awesome bands like that's that's what I wanted to do for for in, since the beginning, and it's what I still want to do now.
A huge thank you to Mike from Sweet Beef for connecting me with Tony. Up now, we welcome Elena, Ella, London, and Lily from Doll Riot to the podcast. Doll Riot is an up-and-coming Riot girl band from San Diego. Their latest single, Those Days, was released back in March. The girls talk about the influence of their parents on their musical tastes, the formation of Doll Riot, politics and punk, and more. These girls are young, and I hope they stick around and we hear a lot more from them in the future. So enjoy getting to know Doll Riot. So, I'm London. I play bass guitar. I'm Lily. I'm the drummer. Oh, I'm Ella. I play lead guitar. The only guitar, actually. So. <laughs> you guys are from San Diego? Yeah. 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 Is that where you grew up? Yeah. yeah, like around that area. I mean, personally, I, I grew up in um, a city called Lake Elsinore, which is like, like no one really knows about it, but I'm pretty sure Lily and Ella, you guys grew up in San Diego, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I've... literally Carlsbad my whole life, so. Oh, mm. I've, like, well, I've, like, always been into, like, music and, like, art, like, painting and stuff. And then, yeah. yeah, I've been playing guitar since I was, like, 10, so nice. that, too. Yeah, I've, like, always been into music, and when I was, like, younger, I used to skate a lot, like, skateboarding and surfing i was like really into that and then i kind of just got more into music but i used to play piano i was playing piano for like five years straight when i was i started at like eight years old so that kind of helped me with my bass skills i was introduced to like hard rock at a really young age like probably like from birth because my parents were into that music and my dad my parents signed me up for drum lessons when i was eight so half my life now i've been playing drums did you did you want to play drums or was it just kind of like forced upon you it was actually we signed up for like keyboard lessons and i was like i don't like this and then we went to (laughs) one of the uh school of rock shows which is where i went and i saw the drummer and i was like that's what i want to do so we switched from keyboard to drums and i stuck with it ever since Nice, nice. What drew you into music, each of you, like, where you wanted to play? For me, personally, like, I started getting into music, like, a few years ago, because it was um, when I heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody that, like, changed my perspective (laughs) on music, like, everywhere. And then, like, like, right after I, like, heard that song, I was just like, oh, my God, like, I need to listen to more music. And then I picked up a bass eventually. I got more into piano again. And then I wanted to try bass guitar because I've never tried it before. And I started to enjoy that a lot. So I stuck with it. Hi, Elena. Hi. Sorry. Hi. Uh, trouble with my connection. No, it's good. But I'm here now. <laughs> awesome. We were talking about music. What got you into music? 
Um, my parents really, honestly, like they, like I grew up listening to like records and just things like that. Um, and I took a class at elementary school that was like a music class and I just like learned how to play like something simple on guitar and I kind of like fell in love with it and I just like went from there. Nice. Nice. But Lennon, going back to you, what made you pick up bass? Why why bass from piano? Honestly, um, I had tried guitar before a while ago too. And I just I've never tried bass before until like about a few years ago. And I I don't know, something about it just seemed easy and like it was really fun. Like I just enjoyed it. I like the sound it makes personally. And it did help me like I feel like I picked it up pretty easily, in my opinion, because of all of the piano. It just kind of like gave me an idea of how it would be. I don't know. Yeah. I play a little bit of guitar, too, for fun. Ella, what, what drew you to guitar? Um, yeah, well, like my parents got me into music, like kind of like Elena. Um, and then I don't know, like the first thing, like, I guess my guitar or not my guitar teacher my teacher in like fifth grade had a guitar in his classroom and like that kind of like made me want to learn it <laughs> so I was like the original I guess like thought about it um yeah and then my parents signed me up for lessons when I was like super young and yeah I've just been playing ever since then nice nice talk to me about uh Dalra, how this project gets started um I, I can take the beginning of this one um me and Ella were taking guitar lessons with the same guitar teacher. Um, so he kind of brought us together and we were just jamming together. Um, we had our friends on like bass and drums, just kind of like messing around. Um, and our friends went off to college. We decided like, I feel like we decided we kind of wanted to get serious with it. Um, and then we put up a Craigslist ad for a bassist <laughs> and London answered that craigslist ad and came over and practiced with us she just like melded super well with all with me and ella and just jammed that was fun and then um we were playing a few like shows around town and things like that and lily was playing with another band that we'd played with like quite a few times and so we just kind of offered to her we're like hey like our drummer's leaving for college like you should join you should like at first we just said like she should fill in for us and stuff like that and then we kind of just stole her <laughs> yeah. nice nice why why punk rock why and especially this style of punk rock mm -hmm. i don't know like i guess we all just enjoy that type of music yeah it's like we all like we all like punk um and it's like i feel like it's like super fun to play live and it's just like like it's a cool genre because you can basically do whatever you want with it. like i don't know <laughs> what, what? i think that like the energy of it too you know um yeah like yeah. ello watching on playing it live is just like super fun like playing harder songs we notice we have more fun when we play the harder stuff you know get the yeah, crowd so yeah 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 what was your like gateway band or albums into punk rock I grew up on um, Milo Goes to College. Okay. Oh, yeah. Same with like, me. Descendants. <laughs> like that, I hear that album. It's so nostalgic. It's it's crazy. Um, 
yeah, my dad had like a big vinyl collection um, when I was growing up, and I just put that one on all the time. Um, so that was kind of my like first, very first introduction. Nice. I gotta say, my introduction to punk was when I went to School of Rock, and we had like these themed shows, and one of these show themes was SoCal Punk, which was like punk bands like originated in Southern California. So I joined it and it like exposed me to like a whole bunch of local big bands. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I mean, I kind of, I kind of started listening to punk like a little later on, like just kind of like a few years ago, but I know my dad, my dad like loves punk and I grew up listening to some of the songs, but I never really knew who it was by. But now I remember it was he played some like Operation Ivy, I'm pretty sure. And like Circle Jerks, stuff like that. And then after I joined this band, I just started listening to more bands eventually. I just like slowly started searching for more bands and just trying to listen to all of them. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to hear like how influential like parents were really like school of rock where it's like that classic punk as opposed to like none of you were like oh green day or blink one a2 or even like paramore right like yeah yeah it's, it's definitely built in the the old school which shines in the music did this project start uh post lockdowns no it started mm -hmm. pre-lockdown yeah yeah oh, yeah or at least me and Elena. And then, yeah, like, I would have been playing pre-lockdown. Okay. And then, like, right when I joined, the lockdown, like, occurred. And we couldn't really do yeah. any shows. So we were kind of just stuck there. But we did covers for then. And we had a music instructor that me and Ella had mutually. Yeah, he was, like, helping us out. Just trying to, like, practice a lot and just kind of get tight. Because we really couldn't play any shows or do right. anything like that. Um but I'd say that was, like, honestly a good time for us to, like, kind of blossom and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we had that time to just... Yeah, like, get started. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a commitment to the band and making sure you're focusing your energy as opposed to it would have been easy to, like, well, this didn't happen and now we're stuck at home. So, oh, well, it's in the past now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, where'd the uh, name come from? Um... Our first bassist came up with it. We were kind of just like throwing back and forth, like kind of, you know, ideas, some like punk ideas, you know, whatever. I mean. yeah. We also wanted to like kind of encapsulate the like feminine aspect of it too. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we came up with Dollar Edge, throwing around names. Yeah. Does it have any like connection to like the early Riot Girl stuff and, and that scene and like finding your place is like a modern version of that or i would definitely say so like yeah. first, i was super into like right girl like right around when we were like starting up the band um so i definitely think that that had a ton of influence um i mean we're dull yeah. rap, you know so yeah. <laughs> and like some of our songs like we've written about like modern day like women like and just like similar to the right girl group like topics similar yeah. topics yeah. And the music just kind of sounds similar to it. I don't know. Just an all-girl band called Dull Riot is pretty Riot Girl in my opinion. 
what's the the scene like in San Diego and and in like the California area for new upcoming local bands? Like, I mean, there's a rich music history. There's lots of bands coming through, but like, is it good for new up and coming bands, or is it just like a wash in a sea of like trying to get your voice heard? I would say so. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, we also have a huge like indie scene, especially in San Diego. I feel like the more you go into like Orange County, you see like more like hardcore bands and things like that. But um, yeah, we have a pretty big indie scene, and there's just a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. You guys put out your EP in 2020. You've slowly been releasing singles. What's the plan for for this year, and and what's the future of this band look like? We're playing on an album currently. Cause we've been, we've been releasing like quite a few singles and we've been writing a lot lately. We're like just finishing a couple of our new songs, hopefully to get an album by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. I think we got it though. We're almost there. We just need to record. Just like touching on that. Like we've been meeting with a few producers to see like what we kind of want to do. Um, but we have a lot of content written, so we're hoping to put out an album. Nice. There's a, a, a lot of things happening like you guys don't seem to be drawing on i've talked to a lot of pop punk bands and it's like the content of pop punk is all the same about how there's either like this aging thing about aging or nostalgia you guys seem more focused on like political activism does that just come from this love of classic punk <laughs> i feel like there's something with a younger generation where you're just like everything is fucked and like yeah, <laughs> mad about like, it <laughs> i write a lot of the lyrics and and personally i'm a very like politically active person Mm -hmm. like um just i don't know where that came from passion you know i'm a very passionate like forward person and i think that uh that definitely shows through in a lot of the lyrics um yeah and i think also it definitely has to do with the whole like you listen to old punk songs and it's always about like you know they're they're passionate about something Mm -hmm. and i think it really like it kind of makes the genre yeah yeah i feel like punk is right about i don't know (laughs) it's like supposed to be political like the whole movement was political so Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb. And now I'm learning as I listen along, and the wheels are turning, and I started a song.